If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is people safety and horse welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered Training Organisation number 31352. Today's guest is Renee Holsinger. Renee's a little bit of a mixed bag. She's done vaulting. She was a vaulting specialist coach, but she started off with RDA and became a vaulting rider, a competitor. She competed in Australia in a team and also went to Europe, and she's also worked in a show jumping yard. How are you today, Renee? Good, thanks. Good, good. Renee, your favourite quote, have you got one for us? Yes. Um, I think uh, life is about moments. Create them, don't wait for them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now tell us a bit about, you know, why it's a quote for you. What does it mean for you? When did you first think about this quote? You know, have you told anyone else? How do you share it? Um, I think just being in the moment with your horse or when you're working towards something and then you finally achieve it and you take in that moment or when you're um, just generally with your horse and and um, you achieve something, it's, it's a really good moment to take in um, and even just working towards those goals. Also, when you're coaching or working with other riders and just, Seeing them connect with the horse and, you know, even like really shy um, children when they get on the horse, how the horse can help them and it's just a nice moment to see. Yep, yep. And sometimes you're right, it's, it's on the way to achieving the goals. You know, it's great to have the goals and wonderful to achieve the goals, but sometimes it's all the tiny little steps, all of those little moments. If you stop and enjoy them... Sometimes life can take you in a different direction and you may not aim for that goal, you might aim for another one. But if you've taken the time to enjoy those little moments, then you're going to be a lot happier for it. Yeah, that's right. And you can always look back on it, but it does change your direction. You know, sometimes that happens for a reason. So. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah. Renee, tell us about one of your earliest memories with horses. What's your earliest memory or, or one of your early memories? Um. I think it was when I was quite young, around four, we had some horses that lived up the road and mum used to take me up to give them carrots and apples over the fence and just having a rocking horse. And then obviously my parents got me into um, volunteering at RDA and doing horse riding lessons there. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess they thought that was a phase and it never... <laughs> I thought you'd grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about your rocking horse. How old were you there when you got your rocking horse? Oh, probably about four or five. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. obviously I got one. Apparently, I was walking past the shop and there was one in a shop, and I just got on it and wouldn't get off. So <laughs> they bought that for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got my first horse when I was nine on my birthday. I just remember looking out the window and seeing a horse come with a horse float and all the gear and. Um, I had to work pretty hard when I started RBA volunteering every weekend and um, I guess proved myself that this is something I wanted to do and then finally got a horse. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just lucky. Feel lucky. Yeah. What a great thing that your parents said to volunteer at RDA because you're proving yourself, but you're doing it all for a worthwhile cause as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. a really good way of back then. I guess they work under like similar to the British Horse Society or the Pony Club manuals, and RDA have their own um, training requirements as well. So they're quite um, strict on safety and. Um, it's really good, you know, when you start there, you kind of never lose it. You've always got that um, on-ground skills, I guess, around horses. Yep, yep, for sure, yeah. Now, going from there, because from RDA, you started to do a bit of bolting, didn't you? Yeah, so um, I think I volunteered there when I was about seven and started lessons there with Gail Sidwick. Yes. Um, was that at Arundel Park? Yeah, yeah, at Arundel yep. Park. Yep. And she did a lot of lessons on the lunge um, and without stirrups. So she crossed the stirrups over the horse's neck and you have to really develop your feet. Um, she had also neck straps back in the days where so you wouldn't balance on the reins and mm-hmm. really learn uh, to really, you know, get your balance and work on your feet right from the start and they had bolting there as well and it was an integrated team so you worked in with your disabled um, kids as well yep. um, and Gail did the bolting as well so she was um, really great to learn from. Yeah, good, good. And then you went to Europe as well, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah. when I was bolting in Arundel I started doing competition Yes. and Darren Frederick came and approached me to train in a team with him up at McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And we trained for about two years, about three times a week, and then we had to also train at home. Yep. So, yeah, my parents were taking me all the way up. I live on the Gold Coast up yes. to McIntyre. Yes, way, so it? about an hour and a half, yep. three times a week and after school. And um, a friend of mine did it with me. So the parents were so great. Now we look back. We're both got kids, so, yeah, you know, they yeah. did a lot of work driving us up and down there three yeah. times a week. So. Yeah. But, yeah, it was good Good doing the training, training hard for two years and then all going over and, yeah, so it was a great team anyway. going over mm. to Europe and, yep. and then having to get used to the horses over there because, you know, we couldn't take our horses over there. So mm. you have to then train on their horses and yep. do the best you can on the horses you're given over there. Yeah. Now, for someone to do that before they even start, you know, because bolting, what sort of skills would they need before they even start? Because there is an age limit, like an upper age limit, isn't there? What's the upper age limit? Um, as in age? Yeah, maybe? yeah. I like, thought if you, you became 21 or I'm not sure what the age was, you know, then you, you couldn't do vaulting anymore. Is that changed or is that still current? I think that's changed now. Okay. Um, as in competing overseas, um, mm, over mm, in Australia, yes. um, it's it's open. Okay. But I think there was definitely a an age limit overseas. Like I think I was under sixteen when I was overseas, so I couldn't attend certain events individually. Okay. Um, I think you had to be over sixteen back in the days. Yep. Um, yeah, but that's all changed now. Okay. Okay. What what sort of skills would you need though if you're going to start vaulting? Well, we have children with all different, um, like some of them come in obviously with gymnastics background, so they yes. have to learn the harmony with the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pick it up quite quickly, but then they have to work on their um, balance and harmony with the horse. 
Um, and then we get um, kids that are quite experienced with ponies and pony clubs and horses, but they don't have the core strength and the strength in their shoulders and the springs. Um, some of them um, really have to work hard on um, building their strength to help their vaulting. Um, and some of them also need help with their balance. Even though they've been riding horses at pony clubs, they don't have um, very good seats because they um, hold with their legs a lot um, yep. rather than, yeah, swimming with the horse. So sometimes we have to work on that as well. But we also get um, children, work with children with disabilities um, or, you know, um, anxieties and things like that, which is amazing how the horse can help them. Um as well, so um, anyone can really do it. We've mm-hmm. had adults jump on sometimes just to feel, I guess, on the bolting horse, their feet and turn around backwards and things. I guess you can't do <laughs> on a yep. saddle without, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think's the best thing about being in a team? You know, and being in a team where you're traveling together and competing together and doing things together like that, you know, particularly as a young person, being in a team like that. Well, I guess, yeah, being in a team like that, you just um, have to learn to work with all the different personalities and, you know, some people have different strengths than others. So um, as a as a vulture, I guess you have to work um, with, you know, your good, your good strengths and other people um, have good flexibility. So um, I guess it's also being on the horse with two or three people at the same time. It's quite fun as well. So... Usually, you know, if you're just horse riding, um, you're by yourself. So it is completely different when you're on a horse with three people. Um, yes. You really have to look after your little flyer too, like, yep. Yep. Um, and be confident to be able to have a good seat and or a good stand to hold that flyer. And if you do lose your balance, you know, you want to be able to catch that flyer, not um, let them go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's trust, a lot of trust. <laughs> Well, you've got to have trust. You've got to trust in each other. You've got to have trust in the horse and trust in the lunger as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, you went over with Darren, didn't you, Darren? And you said that Gail yeah. also taught you. So who else do you think's influenced you? You've got Gail Sidlick, Darren. Um, as as horse people, um, yeah. Tristan Lowe's been a, okay. a really great person to learn from. They have... Um, clinics every year in January and bring people over from overseas. Yep. Um, and I think because Tristan competed herself, um, she competed back when I was competing and um, she went overseas and learned a lot over there as well. And she's also a lunger and a judge as well. So she can teach you from different angles as well. Um, yep. And I guess because I've got into the lunging and the coaching and I was a vaulting coach, I guess I can relate to her. Um, yeah, she's really good to learn from. And from overseas, um, Frank Badinger, I think his name was, mm-hmm. um, he's Austrian. He was a really great coach, very hard, but um, really good to learn from. And um, Joanne Eccles and her dad, John Eccles. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different internationals that definitely bring bring different skills. Yeah, yeah, well, just a broader mm-hmm. experience probably. And yeah. what about horses? Do you think there's been one horse or, or quite a number of horses that have helped you in your career? Is there one horse in particular that you might have had an attachment with that's really helped you? Um, I think my first pony champ 
he was a quarter horse cross Arab. He was really great to learn from. Yep. I guess Arabs can be quite flighty, so you learn how to, um, yeah, you have to go with them and, and they learn to connect with them. And after him, I got a, a, a he was only 14 hand, so then I got a 15, 16 hand one and um, he, he was Shato. His um, show name is Mountain Bower Silky and I did pony club show jumping one day events with him. And he also did bolting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did, because um, he, he was only quite small, um, we, we took big pairs on him, but not so much team. Um, but, yeah, I, thought, I think I connected with him really well because um, we just did so much together. Yep. And um, yep. he was an Anglo-Arab, so he was had quite good endurance and <laughs> enjoyed doing everything. Yeah, yeah. What do you think your proudest moments be? Um, I think... When I was coaching at RDA, there was um, a rider by the name of Sarah, and she was an intellect um, rider, and she was she had a really good connection with her little horse and always on the lead, and I, I got her to um, start riding independently and doing a bit of trot and even, you know, getting the horse from the stables and leading the horse over and her pulling her stirrups down and just... Um, getting quite independent. Yep. yep. And um, her mum came up to me after one lesson and said, you know, how much the, the being with the horse and getting her independence has made her so confident and her schoolwork and everything had improved. And the teacher was asking what else she was doing to, you know, with her mum doing more reading and things like that. She said, no, no, like, you know, she does do horse riding. And I thought, wow, like, you know, the it's basic a good story. skills, mm. you know, um, it's amazing how they can bring out confidence in people. And yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that through, you know, bolters as well, being quite timid. And um, as a bolter, you have to learn to perform and hold your head up even if you have a mistake because you don't want the judges, you know, and pull a face, funny face if you make a mistake. You've got to kind of compose yourself. <laughs> um, so I guess the bolters have to learn to be more confident and it's great to see them come through once they get the hang of it all. Mm-hmm. What do you think for vaulters is the biggest challenge for them to get going, you know, to get going and to keep improving and keep coming up through the levels to be competitive vaulters? What do you think the biggest challenge is? I think the biggest challenge is for them to actually do their homework. I find, you know, we can set strength programs and, you know, give them certain skills to work on through that week and it's up to them to do it. Um, and the ones that do do it do progress, mm-hmm. um, but the ones that don't necessarily do it, they kind of stay in the same spot. Also, the ones that, you know, get out there and they help get the horse ready and they do all the on-ground stuff become more confident with the horses because um, some, some of them are obviously gymnasts um, and they don't have the horse experience, so they yeah. just want to get on and and do their gymnastics side of things, but you have to connect with the horse. So, yeah, I think they just really need to learn how to read a horse and work on the horse on the ground as well as go home and, you know, keep their strength and their jumping skills and their flexibility and they all have to work on all those skills as well. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about you as a coach, is that a common fault or do you think there's something else once they've done their homework? What's the next thing that people have got to work on? Um, 
Yeah, obviously they have to learn all the horse skills as well. Like some yep. of them don't even know, you know, how to put a bridle on and things like that or how to put a bandage on a leg. Mm. Um, so they have to learn all that. But they also, you know, obviously have to work on themselves and and also get their mindset. So when they start getting in the higher levels, um, they can get a bit anxious and start overthinking a move and, and trying it too much. And, and that can turn into a mistake so mm-hmm. they've got to try and get their the right mindset as well and and try and con, i guess control their nerves a little bit because the horses can sense all that kind of stuff as well so yeah really work on their fitness their body awareness and their mindset okay okay yeah the fitness and the strength mm. you know you think oh yeah we'll go to bolting and it's a good sport but you really do have to do your homework don't you because it's quite yeah you know i mean i haven't I haven't done a, a very little bit you know almost no bolting but it's quite hard on you and someone who's naturally a gymnast is already practicing but uh, as you say you know the horse people might come along with some horse knowledge but not necessarily the same type of strength that a gymnast would have yeah, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes when they some some bolters um, do have the strength and they've got great moves, yeah. but then they crash on the horse a lot. So they've also got to work their moves in with the harness oh, of the horse and okay. try and yes, yes, use the, the horse's movement. movement. Yep. So yep. some of them go against the horse's movement and try to get up to their big handstands and their big moves, but then they crash down because they're against the horse's movement. So okay. um, sometimes when you come across ones like that, you've got to really get them to focus on the whole routine, not just the big moves. Yeah, yep, yep. No, that makes sense. What about, the, you know, I'm thinking about the time you spent in the show jumping yard. Where was that? In the UK, did you say? Yeah, in a, um, out of London. I think it was about 40 minutes out of London called Andover. So yep. um, there was a, a show jumping yard and there was a South African called Angus and um, we lived above the stables, me and another South African girl. <laughs> Um, they had some breeding mares as well, so we'd go out to the paddocks and check on them and yep. um, work with the vets and farriers and went out to the shows and took turns. One of us would stay in the stables and do all the on-ground uh, mucking out stables and looking the horses at home and others, the other one would go out to the shows and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a really great experience and in the UK they do things so different over here as well and um, because it's cold, they're all, you know, stabled and then they're let out during the day. Is Over here, you know, you can let them out at night time because it's quite hot. And mm-hmm. um, in winter, they, they you know, obviously get a big barn ready for the cold season. And, yep. um, yeah, it was really great to learn from and a really good experience just to like, live above the horse stables. Yeah. How did you get the job? Did you get it before you went to the UK? Were you already over there and you applied? I was already over there just travelling. I went yes. up to Scotland Island and, and just did travelling around Europe and um, I think I found it online mm-hmm. and um, went for an interview and um, went down for a trial and then the lady took me on and, yeah, I think I did that yeah. for about six yeah. months and, yeah. As you say, just good experience, isn't it? You know, just being in something. Yeah. And you don't have to go overseas for that, you know. I mean, it's great that you went overseas. You experienced different climates and things. but just to get in the horse industry and just try different jobs, you know, different jobs that you think, hmm, I don't know if that's really for me or that's not in my career path, but it just gives you a broader experience of the horse industry and it could be something that you want to go down and pursue 
or it could be something that at a stage later you can bring in something that you learn from that particular job and um, it could be quite useful, that little bit of information that you got. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like the, just the different breeds and stuff as well. Like, and they'd, they'd go, they call it a hack out, which would to us would be a tri- trail ride. So yes. Yeah, just a whole different experience. But yeah, really great to have some hands on hard work. Yep, yep, for sure. Now, do you read much, Renee? Have you got a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Um, yeah, there's four Bolton books. There's one called Equestrian Bolton by Judah Winners. Yep. And there's a really good one called Training for Bolton Coaches by Isabel Bibler and Emma Drinkers. Um, so they're really good um, bolting ones. But um, back in the days when I was starting with horses, it was the um, British Horse Society and the um, Pony Club Manual. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. That were really, really great, great basics to start with. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, if people see the need, or a different book or a different type of book, then I think that's up for them there, really. They could write it, you know. I think there's more books coming out and they just keep getting revised and getting better and better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you looking forward to at the moment, Renee? What are you with horses? Have you got a horse now? Are you training? Are you teaching? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm coaching with um, Alice Springs under Mount Tampering at Wong Wollum. Yep. Um, and we've got two horses going up there. Um, one of them doing a bit of canner work, um, so it's always really hard to bring up a canner horse because they do take a, a while to find and train. Yep. Um, but we have a local competition, Queensland State competition, coming up in July, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just to progress the more voters through. And um, I've got um, some daughters. Um, my daughter's four, turning five, and she's coming out and having a go at it. So I look forward to coaching her with her in the future because I did a lot of coaching with my dad. Um, he was a coach at RDA and obviously um, we had oh, we had a, um, a team called Hinterland Rebels in our, in, in our property when I was younger as well. So um, it'd be great to have that experience with my children like I did with my dad. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. What about your philosophy with horses, Renee? Do you want to just summarise that into a couple of sentences? I think if you can create a peaceful mind and awareness before you kind of get your horse from the paddock and, um, you know, don't just go rushing around on your day and, and approach them, um, try and set yourself right from the word go um, and be mindfulness of your body language and and being with your horse. Um, I think I think you appreciate those moments a bit yep. more when they do come. Yes. Um, and I think you really have to work hard on yourself. Like if you want to be with the horses, um, you do have to work hard and do a lot of, um, you know, on ground work as well. Like it's not just about the riding and just the vaulting on the horse. You have to do the on ground skills as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even just training the horses or lunging. Um, you know, if you can't if you can't do that on on the on the ground, um, it makes it harder when you're on top of the horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just enjoy the moments when you're with your horse on the ground yeah. and all riding. Like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, Renee, your contact details as well. They'll be on horsechats.com/slash Renee Holsinger or 
horsechats.com and search for Renee. But Renee, do you want to give us some contact details just in case people are there ready to jot them down? Um, you could contact, I've got, um, yeah, the e, on the EA website, um, yep. or you can contact me on, um, reneeholtzinger at yahoo.com.au, okay, um, or, um, contact us through Alice Springs Bolton Club. Okay, wonderful. All right, Renee, thank you very much for that. Really good to talk to you. Good to talk about your different experiences. And I love the fact that you wanted a horse and your parents got you to work and volunteer at the RDA. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. So hopefully yeah, we'll talk you. to you again sometime soon. And um, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Thanks, Glenna. Okay, bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 